Why has everyone stopped speaking about COVID? And what new information do we have today about the vaccines that we didn't have before? I'm Ismael Pai Civico, and this is The Civic Podcast. I really did miss this. Um, I can't really control myself, the amount of content I put out, because of course I do have other, I wouldn't say priorities, but other things I do need to do. Um, so unfortunately I can't really post as many podcasts as I would like to post. But regardless of that, I am still doing this episode. And as you can see, of course, we are speaking about vaccines. And I think it was, I, I think it's the right time to speak about them because no one is anymore. Actually, we kind of forgot way too soon everything that has happened in the past two years uh, regarding vaccines, regarding masks, regarding restrictions, regarding COVID in general, and the policies that have been created around COVID, or at least to mitigate its, let's say, impact on society and on health overall. Um, so this is and I'm saying this now, why don't I speak about vaccines now? Because if I would have done this six months ago, which my views on them haven't really changed that much, or even a year ago, to display a bit my skepticism on the topic, uh, I would have gotten crucified, literally crucified, by lots of people in my work area, my personal space, especially there, um, and a bit all around. And of course, I've said this before, I always give the benefit of the doubt, and I did give it at the beginning of COVID with the restrictions, with the measures in place. Um, I tried to respect them as much as I could. Um, I followed the advice of who? The World Health Organization. I followed the advice of the governments. Um, I still do believe that some of that advice was actually quite justified and still is even today. Um, not as much, of course, but at the time it was. For instance, don't go around elderly people that were especially vulnerable to the virus. And that is true. That, like, no one has refuted that. That is completely true. Or people with previous pathologies, especially respiratory conditions like asthma, for instance, or people with diabetes. Again, people suffering of overweight, people being overweight. And even though some people like to say it, it's not fat phobic to say if you're if you weigh 150 kilograms and you're a meter 60 tall that is not healthy and lots of things are not healthy again but some things you can let's say um sort out way easier than others and overweight people being overweight was actually one big issue and a lot of people actually died of covid because they were overweight if that same person would have had a healthy weight, let's say, they wouldn't have died of COVID. So some people were, of course, more vulnerable to the virus than others. And of course, I will bring again the, the overweight uh, example. And I'm not saying if you have 10 kilograms too many or 15, that you're overweight, that you're obese. That's not at all what it is. It's healthy. I mean, it's it's just, it's just what it is. Um, we shouldn't follow the, the, the general stereotype of what 
constitutes a good body. I mean, I don't look like Channing Tatum, and I don't expect you to look like Channing Tatum, or if you're a woman, I don't expect you to look like Scarlett Johansson. That's not the point that we're making here. It's okay to have a little bit of fat. It's okay to have 5, 10, even 20 kilograms more than you should. Now, of course, that's not the same to say you're a bit overweight, which again, doesn't have any major consequences to your health than being literally morbidly obese, which again, nowadays, both are being conflated. And there's nothing wrong um, with saying you need to live a healthier life. Same thing for smokers, if someone smokes. And again, there are some people that are obese um, that they can't really do anything about because of other pathologies, other conditions, or maybe they can't do sports because they have arthritis uh, or something like that. Or maybe they just can't eat certain foods and the foods they eat are foods that make them gain weight more quickly, for instance. I mean, everyone has their own issues with weight gaining and I'm not here to say to do whatever you wanna do. I'm here to say that if you can do something about your health condition, do it. Like try to take care of you as much as you can because then of course that can protect you against lots of different a variety of issues and especially again, COVID, right? So coming back to that, coming back to the vaccines, I'm triple vaccinated uh, if it needs stating, even though I, 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 at the beginning I was thinking, should I say it or shouldn't I say it? And the reason why I wanna say it is mainly for my own protection. Um, it sounds kind of, um, let's say selfish in that sense, because I wanna say what I wanna say about the vaccines, regardless of my vaccination status. And I got vaccinated for specific reasons, and I'm so glad I got vaccinated uh, to a certain extent. I'm glad I got the two doses. I'm not too happy about the third one. Uh, and I will explain why now further on. So at the beginning, the vaccines, the idea was that at the beginning, it was one vaccine that will protect you, right? But the whole idea why I personally got vaccinated, I knew I wasn't very at risk from COVID, right? I'm a young man, generally healthy, or at least a minimum healthy. Uh, I don't have the most healthy lifestyle, I must say. Uh, but then again, I'm not like the people with my same, let's say, physical condition or age, have a very, 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 very low mortality rate, right? Even without being vaccinated. And, and that was at the beginning, even before vaccines were even available. Same thing when it goes for kids. Kids have a very, 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 very low mortality rate. We're speaking about a lot less than 1%, like over all of them that actually caught it, right? Which is nothing at all whatsoever. And that goes for young people below the age, I think, I'll go say 45, 50, um, and then again for kids at the same time, right? Because of course they are under 45 and 50 years old, even 60 if, if you wanna push it up a little bit. So each person is unique. It's not gonna affect the virus the same way to everyone. You can be healthy, which has happened. Of course it has happened. People have died from all sorts of different things while being very, very healthy, unfortunately. That's, that's reality of life. You can be completely healthy, doing sports every day, having a healthy diet, not drinking or only on weekends and being happy and everything. And then just one day you have a health condition and, and everything just goes away. And unfortunately, that's just the reality of life. And I've, I've, me and lots of my friends, close friends have gone through that quite recently. And it's not a pleasant experience, right? So again, everyone is vulnerable to mortality. That's just what life means. If you're alive, that means that one day you will be dead. Unfortunately, that's how it goes. And people can go away from one day to another. And I guess call it fate, call it 
whatever you want to call it, but it's just what it is. It's just life. So I got the the initial vaccines under one presupposition. And the whole idea at the beginning of the vaccines, and this is completely true, this is what it was promoted at the beginning, when the vaccines start when the vaccines start to get available, is that people with the vaccines cannot contract the virus, firstly, and cannot spread the virus by consequence, right? So I said, awesome, I'm gonna get the vaccine for the sole reason of not infecting other people. As I knew, I wasn't very at risk from COVID in itself, but I wanna take the vaccine to not spread the virus to other people, especially my grandparents, because those are maybe the elderly people that I usually see. I don't usually see many el el elderly people, apart maybe when I go to my, to, my, uh, to my hometowns, whether it's in the UK or in Spain, and that's where I do see more elderly people, right? So that, that's, that was the sole reason. That was the reason that I took the vaccine was to not spread it to other people, elderly people, or even in the shop, for instance, right? If I come across an elderly woman, for, but then again, oh, anyway, that was the sole reason. It wasn't necessarily, my main concern wasn't my health because I knew I wasn't at risk from the vac from COVID at that point. Um, so we took the first vaccine and then I took the second vaccine and then I got a bit sick after the second vaccine. And then of course I said, okay, this is awesome. I'm fine now. I'm fully vaccinated. I can go see my grandparents in the UK that I haven't seen in the past two years. I can hug my family in Spain. I can do everything that I can now because of that, because I'm vaccinated, right? We saw now that wasn't the case. And at the beginning, people were saying, even if you're vaccinated, you can still spread the virus, right? And they were shut down. They were shut down for saying that. They were shut down for, now we consider it as a fact. How many people, I mean, everyone here knows someone that is fully vaccinated. My name by fully, I'm fully again, it's funny how the game of semantics worked because fully vaccinated um, at the beginning was, was two doses, but now it's not only two doses, now it's three doses. And in some countries, they've been asking for four doses now for boosters. And now I'll explain why that is, is because the COVID vaccine has a certain time frame in which it's actually effective. After six months, I think it is per booster, um, you start losing the effects of COVID. And lots of countries or even scientists at the beginning did start to say that the best protection against COVID was natural immunity. We saw one of the first countries actually not putting big lockdowns or saying the best answer to this is natural immunity was Sweden, right? And Sweden honestly didn't do as bad as lots of other countries that had very draconian measures as big lockdowns or masking everywhere, uh, full vaccines to enter the bars, etc., etc., etc. Sweden were quite relaxed with it all. Not, again, some some Swedish families, and rightly so, uh, decided to stay at home, didn't go out as much, uh, did like an auto lockdown, but it was not imposed by the government, which I mostly defend that. If you want to protect yourself or your family, then you lock yourself up, but it shouldn't be government down. Now, with that said, I do want to make the case where it was justified for the government to implement these kind of measures. And that was justified at the beginning of the pandemic which now has become an endemic. Endemic, essentially, that's never going away. Uh, I said this from the beginning, especially more in my private circle. Uh, I'm not sure if I said it here, maybe on the podcast, but COVID is not going anywhere. COVID is here to stay, right? And, and we need to get used to it. It's probably something that we're all going to catch. We're all going to be naturally immunized, or if not, being immunized through the vaccine. And that was the whole point of it. That was the whole point of the vaccine, is so you get artificially, if you will, immunized against the virus, right? Um, so at the beginning of the pandemic, I saw it completely legitimate. I really did, I really do think so. You cannot think the same way, but I saw a certain legitimacy to do a nation, I was gonna say nationwide, but then this more like a worldwide uh, 
a worldwide lockdown. Why? Because we knew nothing about the virus. We knew nothing about the virus, so the lockdowns were justified, in my opinion. Um, better safe than sorry, right, uh, if you want. So I gave the benefit of the doubt. I said, okay, fine. I, we, we will follow the. We, we will follow this. Um, we will mask up. Now we even see now that masks actually don't don't have the effect that we thought it did. For example, now cloth masks don't work. Um, even now, some people say that surgical masks don't do anything either. You need a FFP2 or FPP2. I don't know how they're called masks, which are the, the bigger, like kind of pointy triangular masks in comparison to the mm, banal, let's say, blue or black or whatever color mask that are called surgical or surgical masks yeah i think so anyway you know which ones i'm speaking about um no need to go too much into detail regarding that right so lots of places are even asking now for ffp2 mask or fpp2 mask however they are called for example in germany they are they are being called that surgical masks um are no longer you can no longer wear surgical masks you need to wear an fpp2 mask wherever you go all right. So I did understand that at the beginning and I did give the benefit of the doubt. I said, OK, fair enough. I will follow. I will trust you because then again, you still need to have a certain amount of trust to the government. Contrary to what lots of libertarians might think or lots of people now on the right. And it's, and it's kind of interesting because the 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 government skepticism, right, or the institutional skepticism has always been on the left. The left has always been skeptical of government and power and money. And now it's gotten onto the right, and the left has bec have become the hardcore defenders of institutions and state, or state how we understand it nowadays. Because the thing is, we do live in liberal democracies, and most parts on the left want socialist democracies or social democracies. Um, again, socialism and social democracy is not really the same thing, but they, they do want a stronger institutions. But for that, they need to bring down the current institutions that are in place. And that's why they've been highly skeptical, and they've always been highly skeptical of of the government or of the governing power or the rulers in some sense. Now it's completely the opposite, which is kind of interesting to see the bit the the big shift in the political narratives all throughout from left to right. Right. Again I get a bit I gave the benefit of the doubt. I said okay I'm gonna follow it. I'm gonna trust you. Why? Because if you if if now we have gotten to a point unfortunately that we've been lied to so much that it's become immensely difficult to trust government and to trust power and to trust the the legislature or the legislators or the president, prime minister, whoever actually is the governor or is governing your country or your region or your territory, right? It's become extremely difficult. But still, I still think giving the benefit of the doubt is the best way forward. Because if you don't get the benefit of the doubt, you're always, you're going to enter into this paranoia that everyone, and there's this fly in my living room. Actually, there are two flies that, are, that I hope you can't really hear them on the microphone, which uh, I think you probably can. But regardless, I'll leave the flies be. And so always give the benefit of the doubt, even to government. I, I really do believe that. Again, if in the end you did not get the outcome you wanted and you've been fooled, it's on you. And it's better to put the blame on yourself than on someone else. Because if you keep systematically putting the blame on, on other people for things you have done, right, He's just going to build up resentment. And I resent no one. I resent no one. And I know most politicians, most prime ministers, most presidents, they not know what to do. I mean, no one would, regardless of where you are, regardless of what party you represent, regardless of which country you're in, no one knew at the beginning of the pandemic what they should do, what they were supposed to do. It was mainly bets. Bets were laid. Like I said, Sweden, 
made their bet saying we're not going to close everything down we're not going to close our economy we're going to let people be and we're going to see how it plays out other countries said no italy and spain for instance one of the most hardcore lockdowns that there were in europe were in spain and italy i was in belgium during the lockdown i could still go out to have a jog uh, for instance spain couldn't people in spain could not if you went out jogging during the big lockdown, the, the first lockdown, because there have been <laughs> a couple of lockdowns, maybe even three, I can't really remember how many lockdowns there were, but the first big lockdown, you couldn't even go jogging in Spain or in Italy. If you did, the police would stop you and you get into quite some trouble, right? So again, I gave the benefit of the doubt, I said, okay, we really don't know. But now we have all the information needed, right? The curb has been going down of, of people dying. And there may be various reasons for this, maybe unfortunately because of people that had to die from COVID or not had to, but that contracted COVID that were very at risk from this uh, virus did die already, maybe. Maybe is vaccination and natural immunity. And at the beginning we thought is that if 95, 90% of the population gets vaccinated, there won't be enough people that can actually contract the virus and propagate it. But we actually see now that even with the vaccine, you can still propagate the virus and spread the virus. And that's why I'm saying I'm not too happy about that third dose in my specific case. It's because, again, what the, what the vaccine does now is that it protects you from harsher symptoms, right? So that's why I still defend the vaccine for anyone that should get it or anyone that's at risk from the virus, is that if you think you're at risk or if you know you're at risk, you should get the vaccine. Um, because then again, you won't get as bad symptoms or symptoms as bad as they could have been if you weren't vaccinated. So the vaccine has saved a lot of elderly people's lives or people that are at risk, right? This, that, that, that's just a fact we saw that when people started getting vaccinated, the death rate started going down. Now, bit by bit, at some point it went back up again. Why? Because probably, and this again, this, this is all, I wouldn't say as many as hypotheses in some way, but it's just me trying to compilate all the information I've taken for the past two years and try to put it all together in a 30-minute podcast, podcast, which is not as easy. Again, I mean, lots of people know a lot more than I do, and I'm not asking you, like I always say in every single podcast, I'm not asking you to believe me. I'm not telling you to believe me, right? I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just asking you to hear me out, and then you do your own research, and then you see what's true or what's not true, right? Always seek the truth. And don't seek the truth with me. Seek the truth with various people. Because then again, with getting the input from lots of different people, you're going to get the best information possible from everyone around you and then complete your own your own thoughts and that's again what I've tried to do um, there was this doctor called Dr Malone and he was the creator the inventor or at least the main person behind the creation of the mRNA vaccines right the mRNA vaccines is, is a type of method of vaccine that is used for the COVID vaccine and he developed that kind of vaccine a few years back a, a few decades back which if you ask me, if there's someone relevant to speak about the COVID vaccine, which is an mRNA vaccine, is that doctor, is Dr. Malone. Because again, he did develop the, the prototype of the vaccine. He invented that type of vaccine, right? His team, him or his team, right? At the end of the day, he, he, he was one of the main people behind that. Um, and he did have some fair share of criticism, not just him, but lots of doctors around the world, very well-renowned doctors. Um, also virologists, lots of people had their doubts regarding the vaccine and these people were shut down by Twitter among, and by mainstream media. They were shut down as conspiracists, as fascists even, as right-wingers, as everything else, just by 
stating a certain amount of concern. So if even they are getting shut down, you can even imagine how the rest of us were feeling when we even had a short, short amount of skepticism when it came to the vaccines, because it's normal. Something new comes, you're gonna be skeptical about it. Happened before, happened with the first vaccines. And there was this story, I, f I forgot what it was. Uh, I think it was against chickenpox or something. Um, not actually, no, because there's no vaccine against chickenpox. You either get it or you don't. Because uh, I got chickenpox when I was a kid. It was not a pleasant, it was not a pleasant experience, I can tell you that. Um, I forgot which one it was, but it has happened in the past, of course, that people were wary and they were skeptical of vaccines. And then it became the norm and vaccines saved a lot of lives. Might I remind you that three, four years ago, the anti-vacciners, there were really people on the left or the political spectrum. There were the type of 70s hippies that you found in 2010, right? That are people that believed in astrology, that believed in magical stones that will make you feel better. And they did not believe in science nor in the vaccines, or they say that it was Bill Gates trying to put a microchip in your body. That same narrative now for the COVID vaccine specifically is more on the right than it is on the left, which is a very, very interesting movement. And that's why I say that nowadays the, the battle is not really between left and right for lots of different reasons, uh, uh, not just regarding the economy, not just regarding social issues, but also regarding health issues, right? And before people on the right or on, in the center were always very pro-vaccine or very pro-science in most ways. Say, so, oh, how, how can it be pro-science when in the US all the, all the right-wingers are Republicans and, 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 and religious? And <laughs> I will speak about science and religion uh, soon enough. It's a topic I'm, I'm really trying to wrap my head around because uh, I'm religious myself. Not wrap my head around because I have my own answers, but how to explain them the best way possible in the shortest time frame possible, which is around 30 minutes for a podcast. I'm not going to do a three hour long podcast just me speaking about religion and science. That wouldn't make any sense, right? But people generally were not anti-vaccine, not especially not the people that are saying now they will not take the vaccine, right? They, they're, they're all vaccinated. The people before that were anti-vaccine uh, were people on the left, right? And people were for vaccine even, even before being pro-vaccine was actually even cool, right? And you saying you had some skepticism around the vaccine, you're directly labeled as a fascist or a conspiracist, or you want to kill everyone. Um, people were being called like murderers because they were not getting vaccinated, right? Because, because people were saying legitimate critiques or they had some healthy skepticism regarding something new, which is again, it's always normal. I give the benefit of the doubt, like I should, but I do think ultimately it was for, it was to a personal choice. Now, I had this debate with someone, and I'm and I'm going to say the situation where a nationwide imposed vaccine could be justified. Not that it not that it should be justified, or that it is justified, but could be justified, or at least there's some space for discussion. And that is, if the vaccine indeed did stop people from propagating the virus. I do think there's maybe some sort of justification to get adults to get vaccinated, right? If it stopped the propagation of the virus and people spreading the virus to the most vulnerable. That's the only case scenario I can think of where an imposed vaccination of adults, not of children, of adults, children's a complete different story, and I'm not too happy what's been happening with kids, but still, of adults, it's justified. Why? Because you do need to protect the people that are mostly at risk. And that's, and this comes from, in every single democracy, we've understood that. That's why we have pensions. That's why we try to have public health care. Again, I, 
in the US, I would not be considered a, a right wing. I don't even in Europe, I am because I have very different points of views from right to left. So again, I don't want to put myself in a political box on either side of the, of the political spectrum. I'm for public health care. Right. It's not free. I don't call it free healthcare because it's never free. You have to pay it somewhere and that gets paid through taxes. But I am for public healthcare and for public education also. So those are things that really do place me wherever you think they place me on the political spectrum. Right. Um, so there I do think it's a justification for adults to get vaccinated if the vaccine indeed was proven to help people not contract the virus and not spread the virus among the people at risk. Right. So that was a conversation worth having. And I do think if that were the case, a relevant debate could happen. Apparently, it's not the case. Right. Vaccine. Vaccines only protect you. They only protect you. That's it. They protect you from contracting very bad and life threatening symptoms. And that's why if you're at risk, again, you should take the vaccine. So that was the only justification. And that's the only reason why I took it. Again, I am not at risk. I'm at risk of a whole lot of other things, a lot more than COVID. I'm a lot more likely to die of a car accident, right? <laughs> or I don't know. I mean, I don't know the exact numbers now or everything, but I'm a lot more likely to die from a million different things than I am because of COVID. I probably even contracted it. I mean, people say, oh, have you gotten COVID? And I said, most probably. I most probably have. I was probably asymptomatic. And I think everyone now at this point has got asked caught COVID. I know people that have caught COVID three times. I mean, so again, even natural immunity now, you can still contract COVID. But if you contract at the beginning and got sick and you contract it later on, or at least you, you're positive in a, in a PCR test or an antigen test, you most likely didn't have the symptoms or as bad symptoms as you had at the beginning, because that acts as a kind of vaccine also if you've contracted it, uh, if you contracted COVID before. So that's a bit my whole uh, thought behind the vaccine. I mean, do, 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 do you remember the vaccine passports? I had it. I used it all the time. I had to use it to get into bars. Now it is not demanded. Why is that? Why aren't they demanded anymore? Still people are not, are not vaccinated. What has changed in the narrative? Well, I'm telling you what has changed. People have discovered new things regarding the vaccine. Scientists are, try, are, are starting to know a bit how they work. And again, I don't know exactly 100% the, the pros and cons of the vaccine. I don't know. I, I'm, I don't know. I'm telling you, to, I'm asking you to do the research. I'm just saying all the information I've gathered throughout the two years. And again, the same reason that masks don't work anymore. I mean, countries that have been imposing masks, the issue with masks also that people keep wearing the same mask every day and people don't know how to wear the masks. So even if you impose that at the end of the day, it's not really going to do much. Countries that have had nationwide mask mandates haven't done better than countries that had more relaxed Max, mask mandates, for instance, only wearing masks in the inside. It's interesting now we're going to see how the numbers change from country to country, where in Europe mostly you don't need to wear masks anymore inside in most countries. You don't in Belgium, Spain, it just lifted it a few days ago. I'm not entirely sure about UK has been now for a while. Uh, UK is still part of Europe, by the way, not the European Union, unfortunately, but they are still part of Europe, uh, the, the continental Europe. Right. <laughs> so that's a bit everything. I mean, there's a lot more information to go around the vaccines. But I mean, I don't know why now we're not speaking about them anymore. Unfortunately, when the uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine started, um, we completely lost the narrative of COVID at the beginning in, in that short transition time before Ukraine got invaded by the Kremlin. We started speaking about climate change again. And we started to forget it's, it's mainstream media, not the people. Media started to speak more about climate change. And then 
Ukraine happened and now everything went on to Ukraine. Um, so again, we, we need to ask yourself, why isn't anyone speaking about COVID anymore? Nothing has changed. People are still with the three doses and before they were even pushing for boosters every six months. Why not now anymore? What has happened precisely? What I think, what I think has happened is that the vaccine doesn't have the long-term effects as people hoped they'd have. So un and until there's a better vaccine developed that can actually protect people in the long term, maybe every five years, every 10 years, um, I don't think they're going to bring that up again. Because now, from what I can gather, the boosters only have a six-month time frame, let's say. So you're only protected during six months. So again, if you're someone at risk, um, or you think you're at risk, and if you're willing to take the vaccine, and you have probably have to, gonna have to take it every six months, right? I've, I've taken two doses already, and when I took my two doses around, between my, two, my second and third doses, when we started to realize that actually, while being vaccinated, you could still spread the virus. And that's why I wasn't too happy about getting the third dose. Uh, I still got it, unfortunately, yeah, what to say? I mean, I, I got it because I got it, right? I got the third dose. Um, but it's it's what it is. Uh, and the reason why I didn't want to get this, the third dose, it wasn't because I'm anti-vax, it's because what's the point? If I can still spread the virus, I'm already double vaccinated. Because it's not anymore fully vaccinated, it's double vaccinated, triple vaccinated, quadruple vaccinated. People have to add four doses right now. And again, I'm not asking people to, and, and, and this is what I hate about this this COVID, sorry, the vaccine issue, not as, well, even COVID in, as a more general manner, is that it has created so much conflict within families, within friends, within countries, people calling each other horrible names because of um, political debate. And I keep saying this, mo most people are good people. Most people, most people, most people, 90 to 95%, even 99% of people don't want to kill the whole of humanity. They actually want the best for you. There's a very small percentage of people that actually are bad people. Uh, most people are good. Most people are good, fortunately, today. And we just want, I, I just wish we could open up more and have a bit, a few more conversations. And if you want to stay around being masked, that's completely fine. That's up to you. I don't want to take, take your mask off or force you to take it off. That's the thing, but I don't want you to force me to put it on, knowing very well it doesn't do anything, especially in the streets, for instance. Um, I don't want anyone to force anyone to do something they don't want to do. Now, again, if you do something, you should answer the consequences, but then again, that's a completely different debate. You say, oh, what if you kill someone? Now everyone can go out killing everyone. No, no, again, you'll be put in prison, rightly so, because it's immoral to kill people, rightly so. <laughs> I mean, uh, and some very, well, stupid analogies I've gone. And one last thing which I wanted to put um, put forward and say, okay, if people get hospitalized because they haven't been vaccinated um, because of COVID, let's say, and they haven't been vaccinated, lots of people have been hospitalized and have been not lots, not as many, because again, the vaccine does protect you from really bad symptoms. Um, so again, not as many as, because I'm glad most people got vaccinated and the hospitals weren't overrun. But for the people that, if we got public health care, for the people that did not get vaccinated, they should still receive medical treatment just by pure medical ethic, right? You're not gonna not treat someone that has been in a car accident because they were driving drunk. Say, oh no, it was your fault. No, you're not gonna treat, again, putting back to the, to the first example, obesity or, di or diabetes because the guy is eating 20 Mars bars a day for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. No, you're not, you're still gonna treat them because of pure medical ethic, right? If, 
if you're a doctor, you do believe that people must receive help, regardless of what they think, regardless of how stupid they are, right? And I think that was a big issue that was happening in the medical community. People saying, I'm not going to treat someone because they did not get vaccinated. And I think that was a big mistake. And I think lots of people lost their minds for way too long. And now you have a sort of collective PTSD going around because of COVID. And and now people have forgotten about it. We don't speak about it anymore. But COVID is still here. It's an endemic. What has changed? And I want people to ask themselves that question. What has changed in the past six months? Well, there's a bigger narrative. Of course, there's a bigger narrative. I mean, Russia invading Ukraine is, of course, a bigger narrative than COVID now. But there's still enough airtime for every single media company, if you will, agency or whatever, speak about it newspapers magazines twitter accounts you can still speak about covid but people don't anymore why because we've done everything that we could do unfortunately and people and covid unfortunately has taken too many lives way too soon but again unfortunately life people go people come and i think we just need to make do with that and yeah i'm gonna leave it there i hope Again, I'm not asking you to take my word for anything that I said. I'm asking you to do your own research. And we, we now we know everything about the vaccines we, we, we wish we knew. And I just did not like how the political discussion around vaccines or, or around health policies uh, have been taken on. Uh, I think there was too much, there was too much violence, um, people, too many insults, people thinking the other side wanted to kill them. Um, and I don't think that really is the way forward at all. And vaccine is one of the reasons. And I think now I can speak about it because everyone now has kind of forgotten about it. So I'm, I'm trying to hope to go like under the rug and like no one listen too much to <laughs> this episode and say, no, oh, but Ismail is an anti-vax. I'm not an anti-vax. Jesus. Oh, sorry for that. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to try not to be sinful of blasphemy. But still, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm not anti-vax. Like I said, I'm going to repeat it again. If I have to get vaccinated, if you're at risk, or even if you're not at risk and you don't want to get very bad symptoms, if you if you if you if you're going to contract, if you think you're going to contract COVID or you haven't contracted it yet, you can get the vaccine. It, it's safe mostly. And again, people are saying no. Oh, people are having heart attacks because of the vaccine. People are having heart attacks before, and there's not any relevant ed- evidence. And again, there's not. There's not really any relevant evidence regarding anything to this point, but still, there's enough evidence going around for you to actually try to make a picture or a mind map of what's going on. And that's what I've tried to do today, a little bit. So get vaccinated if you haven't already, especially if you're at, at, at the risk group, but have, bear in mind that you're still gonna spread it to other people. You're still gonna spread COVID to the people even though you're vaccinated. So again, if you don't wanna get vaccinated, that's fine also. Um, I'm gonna leave it there for today. I am really glad that I'm, I'm actually back. I'm going to do, I'm going to try and keep up with the episodes. But then again, it's my podcast. So if I want to do one episode every two months, I'll do one episode every two months. So I want to do two, three, two, three episodes, four episodes a week. I will do two, three, four episodes a week. And I think that's how it's going to work from now on. Uh, I'm, not, I'm no longer going to make promises I can't keep. Um, and I will, well, put episodes on whenever I think they are relevant to put on. And I'm going to leave it there again. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. I'm Ismail Pai Civico, and this was This Week Podcast. See you next time.